Welcome into Straight Up Sports. This will be the week one of district play recap show. So district districts round one recap show. I'll talk about the games that I was at. Also some general thoughts on the first round games. And then we'll kind of take a quick take a look ahead of what's happening in round two or the district semifinals coming up this coming Friday here on Straight Up Sports. And we'll just get started here with District 1 action. Um, no surprise in the 1 and 2 seeds moving on with Drexel 61-0 over Osceola. And then Archie won 76-20 over Alpston. So no surprise in either one of those games. Kind of uh, both of those teams have been the best team in those districts. Kind of from start to finish. Uh, the interesting stuff happened in the 4-5 and the 3-6 matchup. We'll go 3-6 first. Uh, Rich Hill beating up on Liberal 48-14. After losing to him last week, 50-44, to uh, big win there for Rich Hill in the playoffs as they're going to advance to play Archie next round. But unfortunately, from what I've heard, uh, Rich Hill's quarterback uh, got in a fight at the game uh, late in that game. They were up big with one of the liberal players. I uh, don't know who started it. I haven't heard that far, but all I know is he got in a fight. He got ejected, so he should be out for this week, which is a big loss for Rich Hill. And they're starting to get things kind of figured out maybe with a big win over Liberal. Uh, to not have him the next week versus Archie is going to be a big loss for that um, Tiger team there in Rich Hill. Uh, for Liberal, season's over. Uh, they were on a six-game winning streak, including a win over Rich Hill. Um, tough way to end the season for them. Uh, Gunnar Miller, still a heck of a player. Hope he does well here going forward. But um, Liberal should be okay next year. They got the Morrow kid coming back. Uh, Peyton Morrow, I think his name is. Uh, they have him coming back. A couple younger kids as well. So Liberal should be okay next year. I don't know if he'll be on the same level as Drexel. Uh, but that's what we'll have for next year for Rich Hill. And Rich Hill's going to move on to round number two versus Archie. Uh, then Jasper uh, beating Northwest Hughesville. I was at this game on Friday. The final score was 60-40. to 40. This was a one-score game, kind of from start to finish. Jasper kind of opened it up there at the late. Uh, big kickoff return, set up a touchdown, put him up by two scores, and they got a touchdown with about a minute left, put him up by three scores. Uh, one of those deals. Um, but really back and forth, you could tell Northwest Hughesville hadn't played a football game in two weeks. Hadn't been able to practice a whole lot using COVID quarantine and stuff like that. Uh, that first quarter, you could tell they were kind of adjusting to the style of play. Jasper's going to play the physicality and everything and just not playing football for a couple weeks makes it hard on you starting playoff time. Um, but I think overall Hughesville, they're a very young team. I think it was 15 or 16 kids out, only one senior and he was hurt. So we didn't even play there on Friday. Uh, they got a good group of juniors and a really good group of sophomores over there. Uh, they should be back next year. They should be better next year. I think they'll be better defensively next year. That's one thing I noticed. They weren't very sharp on the defensive end. Uh, the Avalos kid for Jasper just ran wild against them. I think he went for 250, 300 yards and seven touchdowns, and they just broke a couple big runs there. You can just tell there's some mental uh, miscues by some young kids who are talented. They're just not quite figured out yet together. Um, I think next year maybe they'll get a little better on the defensive end, which will help them. I think offensively, with Tanner Damlo at quarterback, he's a very good player. I really enjoyed watching Tanner play. Um, a lefty, um, throws a decent ball, uh, but my thing with him is this is a looseness in the open field. He's a hard runner, uh, kind of shifty, very good there in the open field. Does a great job with that. So um, He's only a sophomore. He should be back next year. Caden Crooker will be back. They're both um, – Crooker's the head coach's son, and Damlo's the assistant coach's son. Um, they should both be, and then I think it's Tishner. 
Um, he'll be back next year, too. He was, got hurt in week two with his MCL, I believe. Uh, he was hoping to be back next week, but unfortunately with them getting bounced out in the first round, um, you'll see him again next year. He's a pretty good athlete for him as well. So Northwest Hughesville should be a pretty good team in the CRC next year, um, I believe, there with the Sacred Heart um, co-op there with Northwest. Um, and also thank you to them for the hats there for both Sacred Heart and for Northwest Hughesville. I really appreciate two sharp-looking hats there to add to my collection. Um, also, for Jasper, a big win for them. I thought Hughesville would win this game kind of going in. Uh, Jasper, their depth really proved uh, big in this one. Um, as I said, there they lost their quarterback in the first quarter due to an injury. But I thought the rush kid who came in at quarterback after that, I thought he looked pretty good. They didn't throw the ball a whole lot. Uh, they didn't have to. And he was... I think he gives them a better threat to run the ball at the quarterback position with him in there. He's a little more elusive than the Voiner kid was. Um, and I kind of like his game a little bit there. He did, he did a nice job for him there uh, for Jasper. They had some fumble issues. So you can kind of see that with a backup quarterback, some exchange stuff with him and the running backs. Uh, that's something that you can fix in a week if he has to start again. Um, you don't want those issues flaring up against Drexel because they will capitalize on those uh, pretty hardcore. Uh, so congrats to Jasper for moving on. Thank you to them for the hat as well and for the decal as well from Jasper. Uh, I love the Angry Eagle. So thank you to the Jasper people over there. And congratulations on the round one win. Um, as Jasper and Archie, both new to eight-man, advancing to the second round of districts. Um, Jasper will be the underdogs. Archie will be the favorite against Rich Hill. And Drex will be the favorite against Jasper. So that's what's kind of going on in district number one. Uh, district two, only one game happened because Schuyler County was um, out because of COVID. Northwest uh, Norbert Harden Central uh, moved on. And they'll play North Shelby this week. Uh, they play back, I think, week three. North Shelby won pretty handily. I uh, expect more of the same in this one um, going forward. But the other game there, uh, Santa Fe-Concordia. Uh, from what I was told, Santa Fe jumped out to a 26-6 to lead, and the things were kind of looking pretty good for the Chiefs. Uh, but then Concordia kind of figured out their offense, and they figured out the Santa Fe running game and were able to shut it down a little bit and ended up winning that game of 42-32. to Actually went on a 36-0 run there. Um, Santa Fe got a late touchdown to make it a 10-point game, but – Concordia did a great job there. Uh, their second true win of the season. Congratulations to Concordia for that win over Santa Fe. Uh, big big win for Coach uh, J.K. Um, there, Concordia. I love seeing those for those guys. Um, unfortunately, they have to play Southwest Livingston next. Uh, it's not going to be pretty, I don't think. Kind of like the Archie game wasn't. So we'll see what happens there with Concordia. Um, going forward, <clears throat> Southwest Livingston will play Concordia. And the North Shelby will play Norburn Harden Central in District 2. Now, District number 3. Uh, North Andrew, 50-8 to eight over DeCab. Um, it was 50 to nothing almost halftime. And then I don't know if you guys saw this with a Chris Roush. He posted there on Friday. Um, a kid with cerebral palsy down low. He was diagnosed at a younger age for DeCab. He was a senior. I think his name was Caleb Hudley. Um, Hundley. And he got in there, put him at running back. And it wasn't a thing they pre-planned before the game or anything like that. It was they knew that he had the condition, North Andrew did. And once they saw he was in the game, the players took it upon themselves to do the right thing and just let the kids score in his last uh, game as a senior. Um, it was a really cool moment. He also threw a two-point conversion pass that was completed. So very cool there. Very cool uh, sportsmanship from North Andrew. Um, I'm sure that made that kid's um, year pretty much at this point, maybe even more uh, for him going forward. So <clears throat> that's a pretty cool moment. I wanted to share that a little bit. So if you guys see that uh, for Chris Ross, I think I shared it on the Facebook and maybe even the Twitter page there from 08 Man. Uh, really cool thing that they really deserve with that. So congrats to them. Very cool there for North Andrews. They move on to the next round. DeCab uh, finished the year 0-9, a tough year for them. 
Um, so we'll see what they do next year. Just a tough year. I'll have to lose that many seniors from last year. Seen those decently talented. Um, it's a tough year for DeKalb. They might be a couple years away from being competitive again. <clears throat> so North Andrew, congrats to them. Pattonsburg and LeBlanc. LeBlanc had to cancel the COVID. So Pattonsburg moved on. They'll play North Andrew in a rematch from week three. When North Andrew kind of jumped on a little bit. I think it was like 74 to 38, I think was the final score there. And then South Holt, Norway Holt, a two seed. They took care of Stewartsville Osborne. It was kind of ugly there for a while. Um, I think it was 50 to 22 at halftime. Spartans ended up winning 72 to 22 uh, was the final there. As you knew the Spartans were going to win this game, they got to sure up that pass defense. So they got to sure that up when you're playing this next week. And you're going into the future against good teams because uh, that's the one thing that can kill you. I don't care how good your run defense is. If you keep giving up big plays in the passing game, teams will exploit that. We saw that with Southwest Livingston against them. Uh, Worth County wasn't able to. Um, and nothing else has really burnt them so far this year with that. So we'll see what happens going forward. But they have to fix that issue, especially playing this next game, the game I went to on Saturday afternoon. Oric hosting King City. King City won 72-20. to um, It was 50-6 to at halftime. Uh, just a dominant win there for King City. Parker Muff had 200, uh, either 196 and 212 uh, rushing yards in that first half. Also, if you saw the Twitter um, video that I posted after that first touchdown he had, go watch that again. He just annihilated a kid at the goal line. Um, Parker Muff's a very good running back. I think he ran for uh, how many yards did he run for there on Saturday? Give me a second here. Let me pull up King City stats. I know he's averaging uh, 240 a game now. Um, let's see here. Game by game stats. Should I have this pull up anyways because I want to talk about it anyways. Because Parker Muff was fantastic in this one. Um, so good. They only they threw the ball three times. Six, three of six for 68 yards there through the air with a couple of touchdowns um, for King City. Uh, with Landon Wells also threw a pick. Uh, 39 carries for 312 yards and five touchdowns for Parker Muff. Uh, Wells had 38 yards on the ground and a couple scores. Um, Levi Hiddle had 24 yards. Tunks had 17. Hass had 15. I mean, they kind of put some JV kids in there late, but they ran the ball 62 times for 412 yards at 6.6 yards per carry. Uh, Muff was averaging eight yards a carry in his runs, um, only along a 36. <clears throat> he was just a... It was like every play of the first half was, oh, Muff, left side, seven runs. Oh, Muff, right side, there goes eight yards. I mean, it was just every single time. He finally broke a couple runs there in the second half. Um, King City looked pretty good there against Oric. Um, so good job, King City. I posted those highlights for both that game and the game on Friday night uh, on Facebook and Twitter. So if you guys want to see those, share them. It's a pretty good little highlight set I put together for them. Um, so, yeah, that's what's going on there. Um, also, Muff had a 30-yard touchdown reception as well, um, as a Jacob Boone had a 23-yard touchdown reception, and then Corbin Taylor had a nice 15-yard reception on the sideline uh, for King City. But if you look at – okay, we'll talk about Oric here for a second because that team is way too talented to go 5-4. and four. Uh, The Miller kid did not play there on Saturday. I didn't ask what was kind of going on there. I had to leave early there Saturday right when the game ended, so I didn't get to ask. What was up with the freshman Miller kid? I think he may have got hurt against North Shelby a few weeks ago. He is a very talented player from what I've heard. Um, so I think they missed him a little bit. But also their offense was just not good. Um, if you have Blake Buchanan, Ethan Wilson, Xander Stevenson, and company, you should be able to put up more than 22 points, 20 points against King City. There's no reason that offense is stalling out that much. No reason you have six points at halftime. That's 
They came out in the third quarter, scored two quick touchdowns to make the game semi close. I think fifty to twenty two for a while, fifty to twenty for a while, um, and then King City took over after that point. But uh, Blake Buchanan's a very good player. I enjoy watching him play football. Cause I think he's very good. You just got to use him better. I mean, that's just that is that simple. I don't think those kids were really that fired up to play uh, against King City. I think some changes need to happen at Oric, kind of going forward. Because that team, no reason they went five and four. No reason at all. They should have beat Worth County this year. They almost beat them last year, and Worth County was down this year. They should have won that game. They shouldn't have lost to St. Paul Lutheran. I can understand losses to North Shelby. It can't be that big, though. It should not have been that big of a spread. And a King City loss was just – the season was over at that point. I mean, those four losses, two of them for sure shouldn't have happened, and we'll see with the other two um, with different situations, but – very frustrating, I think, if you're a Bearcat fan over there at work. Um, we'll see if things change going into next year because that team is way too talented for the season to end the way it did for the Bearcats. Um, so, yeah, next week in District 3, you'll have Pattonsburg and North Andrew in a rematch and then a brand-new matchup, King City at Southholt and Nottingham Holt, the first matchup um, here between the Spartans and the Wildcats since, um, well, the Wildcats came down to eight-man and Southholt and Nottingham Holt became a co-op. So should be very interesting in this one. I'll break that game more down in the preview podcast later on in the week. And then district number four, Stanbury beat Platte Valley 48-0. No surprise there. EA beat Northwest Army 58-12. It was 28-0 or something like that in the first quarter, and it was 28-6 going to halftime. Not sure what happened to the EA offense in the second quarter. Maybe some weird stuff happened. I don't know. Uh, They took care of business there. They were supposed to. They got a big win there over Northwest Nottoway. Uh, of course, Albany had to forfeit to Rockport. Tough situation there. One kid got COVID, apparently, and they had to quarantine the whole team. They tried to fight it a little bit, but once you kind of put a forfeit in, the game's forfeit, it's just over. It's finalized. So, unfortunately for Albany, that game's over. I think they would have beat Rockport. Um, but Albany was playing really great football. I thought they were a state contender. I would have taken them uh, to win that district. I did take them to win that district last week on the podcast. Um, so, congrats to Rockport, I guess, for moving on. Their reward is to get to play Stanbury, so good luck there. Um, and then the last game of the week, Mound City hosting Worth County, and Worth County took it to them. They were up 36-6 to at halftime, ended up winning 46-26. to A good win for Worth County is a sixth seed. The sixth seeds that played on Friday or Saturday went 3-0 and with the only sixth seed that didn't move on with Skyler County, who had to forfeit due to COVID. I think Norman Hartsdorf wins that game anyways. And honestly, it's, St. Paul Lutheran was a real three seed uh, with that district. Um, Kind of going forward, and I don't think, kind of looking at that, um, so none of the original three seeds moved on. That's why I don't know if that's ever happened. The six seeds were very good this year, and maybe the three seeds were a little bit overrated. Um, so Norman Harden Central is the only three seeds left, and they won due to COVID kind of deal. So that district got really weird in District 2. But uh, for Mountain City, they were a week away from getting Landon Papa back. That would help them immensely because he's a very good player, uh, one of the better players in the state. They just couldn't get things figured out on offense this year. I'm not sure if it was just the injuries or the COVID. But even before that, their first couple of games, a uh, game versus Southwest Livingston, I know they won that game. The offense still didn't look there. Um, so I'm just very interested to see how they'll bounce back next year without Landon Papa um, and sending their kids back next year. Uh, they should still be pretty good. It's just I don't know how good they're going to be next year. We'll see. Um Tough year for them. I don't know the last time we had a state champion 
uh, be eliminated in the first round of the playoffs the next year. I can't remember it happening. Um, so I don't know exactly what to do with that. Uh, this is a really weird year, especially for them. Things really hit the fan after the EA game. Um, so tough year for Mount Cedar in that way. I thought they were a really good team to start the year, and just things happen. And we see that a lot to some other teams. Um, I've seen it before to South Holt Hold. I've seen it to Worth County this year. I've seen it to King City back when they had Colin Breckenridge, where just injuries piled up, and a really promising season kind of ends up falling flat. Um, you don't usually see it to happen to the Blue Bloods, like a Mount City, a Worth County, a Stanbury, North Andrew. But it just happened that year to Worth to Mount City, and it's, those years are tough. <clears throat> Um, but they'll bounce back. They'll be fine next year. Um, yeah. So congrats to Worth County. They get to play East Atchison this week. Um, our Missouri Eight Man games of the week. Uh, Anthony and I are going to both going to go to either EA Worth County and then South Holt Holt versus King City. Uh, whatever game he goes to, I'm gonna go to the other one. That way, we cover both. We can cover both of them this week. Um, I believe, as of right now, he's planning on going to East Atchison, uh, Tarku to watch them play Rockport. Um, so I think he's going to go to EA Rockport. I'm going to go South Holt, Nami Holt, King City. Um, should be a lot of fun. Those are two really great matchups. And then the semifinal week, if things kind of go the way I think they will, I have no idea where I'm going for the semifinal week because there should be four really good – to. I think there's going to be four good – one good game and three great games there in the district semifinals uh, with so many teams who I think could win a state championship. I think it's going to be great. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, well, I don't know where I'm going to go for that one. Also have a wedding that night. So I got to probably figure out which one's the closest to my wedding, uh, that I'm going to. <clears throat> so there's where it is. I record this late on Sunday because, well, I was doing other stuff this weekend. Um, but thank you guys for listening. And I'll be back later in the week. Uh, might be Thursday, Friday before I get posted for the preview show. For the district semifinals, um, we got eight games this week, I believe. Yeah, eight games, then four, then two, then one is what we're looking at right now. So I believe that means we have 15 games pending COVID uh, left in the season. So there's 15 more kickoffs. Um, each team, you're only guaranteed one more kickoff up to one, two, three, up to four left. Um so if you're a senior right now, I say this with uh, all the love in the world, you play your tails off, underclassmen, play for your seniors, because this is the last time they're, they could get a suited up at this point. So I don't care if you're right now a state contender or a team that's just happy to be in the second round. Um, anything can happen at this point out, play your hearts out, and just take each snap like it's your last. Because at this point, uh, between if you win or lose, injuries, COVID, there's just so much that can go, that can happen right now. Um, so good luck going forward into this next week and congrats to the teams, the 16 teams that are still in the playoffs. We are now, um, getting that way. And also one last thing here, cause we did have another game that wasn't a playoff game. It was Bramer Keatsville. Congrats to Bramer, uh, 29 game losing streak from what my count was. They finally got a win there over Keatsville, the first year in eight man. So they're still looking for their first eight man win, uh, back and forth, a close win. I think it was 22 to 12. Uh, for Bramer over Keatsville. So congrats to um, everything, everyone over there for the Bobcats of Bramer. Uh, much needed win for that program kind of going forward to get some confidence going into next year. They just needed that at this point. So good luck to Bramer going into the next year. Uh, Keatsville, keep grinding. It'll take a while to get that program um, where you need it to go. 
just keep grinding. That's all I can say with that going forward. <clears throat> and that's all I got for you guys. Thank you guys for listening. I'll be back later this week for the preview show for uh, the second round of districts or the district semifinals, whichever one you prefer kind of going forward. Thank you.